0: Tyler, hello. I think Hollywood has its Kanye. We've got to talk Is his ab- name, Kanye.
1: <laughs> no, it's I mean, Will Smith. Kanye is, Kanye is definitely still there. I don't. I don't know if you remember, but it was only a few weeks ago he was making music videos about burying Pete Davidson alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking Will Smith. Yeah, that was uh, a. <laughs> that was something else.
0: Uh, oh, there's so much fun back here. <laughs>
1: I didn't watch the Oscars. I, w- I woke up the next day yeah, and I was like, my Reddit front page was just plastered with, I'm like, what the hell happened here? Yep. That, w- that was
0: the same. Like I woke up the next morning and was like, what? <laughs> like, is this Is
1: this, a is this, this real? <laughs> Did this actually happen? Is this a thing?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> Fucking the audacity to do that is like
1: peak Hollywood elitism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like there's so many things that like, I mean, obviously you don't respond with violence. Like, I mean, let's yeah. let's start that right off the hop. Yeah. Second of all, if you sit in the front row at the Oscars, you get roasted. Because yep. that's literally <laughs> part of the gig. Like every year, yep. whoever the person is, they crack jokes 99% of the time about whoever's sitting in the run to the audience Mm -hmm. so like no one's immune nope (laughs) next next of all like this is where i start to get annoyed from all accounts from what i've read chris rock didn't know that uh jada had alopecia he just saw that she had a shaved head so he made a shaved head joke yeah it honestly was not that offensive of a joke it was not that rude of a joke even if he did know she had alopecia still not that brutal of a joke no and if you like go back because i've seen people like post uh clips and stuff like that when she on her i don't know snapchat or instagram or whatever kind of like came out and said hey like i have alopecia and i shaved my head that's why like in her own video she's like yeah you gotta be able to laugh and and have fun with it and keep an upright spirit so like that part in and of itself kind of bothers me that she's sitting there talking about how she wants to, that she wants to build a laugh about it. And like, it is what it is. And she doesn't care what people think she's going to go on anyway and be a strong, proud woman. And it took, Oh, I can't wait to see you in GI Jane too. And then she was just like, right distraught. Like what the fuck? Like either yeah. you, you, you do actually care about it or you don't. Yeah. And for all intent and purposes, she went off, for a while prior to all of this about how she doesn't care and she know, and now she's at a place where she can make jokes about it because, you know, it is what it is and she's coping with it and so on and so forth. So to see her get that upset over a fucking G.I. Jane joke... But I think what... Well, also there's clips now that are resurfacing of, like, Will Smith in different settings. I think one was when he was on that uh, Soul Train or something like that and he was making fun of one of the guys on there who... Spoiler also had alopecia. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> and was cracking jokes at him, and was like, "Come on, man, it's just a joke." Yeah, it was just like the irony mm-hmm. and the hypocrisy yeah. of it all was just absolutely obscene. But like, yep. The weirdest part, and I think everyone could probably agree, is he's is Chris Rock's up there. He's cracking jokes, and Will Smith is howling. He's fucking laughing, yep. having a good time. Yep. And then he. He makes the G.I. Jane joke and he's laughing at it yeah. and then yeah. turns to Jada, sees that Jada's not happy about that joke. And then all of a sudden it was like a fucking light switch and he gets up yep. and he fucking open hand slaps him. Yep. What I did find interesting here <laughs> okay. is I was reading an, an article and it was about a school that uh, Will and Jada spent like a couple million dollars to like start this school in California. Okay. And for all intent and purposes, it's a Scientology school. Yes. And they go, no, no, it's not a Scientology school, but it's the only school where Dianetics is taught as a core part of the curriculum. So, I mean, say what you will, that's a Scientology school Yeah. to which I then learned that the behavior of slapping someone when they offend you is like, a means of in Scientology to be like, Hey, you went too far. Mm -hmm. That's like a common practice. Yep. And like the lesser version of that is yelling at people. Oh, which is what Tom Cruise does. Oh shit. That's why Tom Cruise yells at people because he is obviously smart enough as a Hollywood man to realize that even though he's a Scientologist, he can't go around open palm slapping people. So the next step below physically slapping someone is to like very loudly and aggressively yell at them. That's like a disciplinary uh, step in Scientology. So now these people are like, is this a Scientology thing? Well, maybe. I mean, it could be. They did fund a school. This is line up with uh, Scientology belief and practices. But then, of course, on the other hand, you have the whole like he's not in a good place mentally. And like this whole messed up situation with him and Jade over the years, it just finally got to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's just, yeah, the whole situation is just,
1: it's just ridiculous. (laughs) What I can't wrap my head around is the fact that he slapped him, went back, sat down, cursed him out. Mm Mm-hmm. For a couple seconds, you know, like keep my keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, blah, blah. And uh, then just carried on. Yep. That to me is the most surprising part. Uh,
0: Like and everyone did like that was kind of the whole surprising part is like it's like it didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like there's some reports coming out of like they wanted to ask him to leave or maybe they didn't. And it's like. The, the Academy is, like, kind of getting shit on for it, too, because, like, they basically did nothing. And, you know, like, everyone acted like it didn't happen, and then you got a standing ovation.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, well, then Rick climbs up back up on stage shortly thereafter, accepts uh, yeah. his Oscar, and then crying apologizes uh, uh, to everyone except Chris Rock. Yeah. And then goes on to say that he is a vessel of love and he (laughs) wants to be a vessel of love in this world. And it's like, well, that is very contradictory to uh, what you just did. Yeah. And then, (laughs) oh, well, you know, like, love makes you do crazy things, you know, and then relates it to playing King Richard or whatever for that movie that he won the Oscar on. And then you have King Richard coming out after the fact going, no, man yeah don't like oh i was being king richard i was in this headspace so love makes you do crazy things for your family and he's kind of like fuck off we don't do that in my family dude
0: yeah exactly he's like don't use don't use me as an excuse like
1: yeah and it was i think
0: i saw it was uh jim carrey was talking about it and Mm -hmm. like he he had like his kind of whole thoughts on it i think was like pretty much on point where he was like the audacity and the like pretentiousness, and like taking away from all the other people's like basically talk about their night, right? Like, yeah. and just made it himself. Like, yeah, it's kind of,
1: yeah. And then all the pictures of the after parties after he saw a big smiles, <laughs> dancing, living it up. And it's like, yeah, I don't think you realize yeah. like what you just, yeah, but I don't know, mo- mostly like all of that is all super fucked, but super duper like. Fuck the Oscars. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, he, he, say what you will, and I get that Chris Rock is not pressing charges and so on and so forth, but he walked up onto stage and he physically assaulted someone in front of millions of people, sat down, and then they gave him an Oscar and let him fucking speak after that. Yep. Yep. It's like, if that happened anywhere,
0: anywhere else <laughs> that person mm. would have been like gone, gone.
1: <laughs> yeah immediately you need to leave yeah like and then of course I, stupid fucking annoying kid oh yeah <laughs> tweeting like oh that's how we do it and it's like it's foolish, like no right? gee, oh, it's like what the fuck yeah there's a reason that no one gives a shit about you jaden despite the fact that you have two incredibly famous parents Yeah, the yeah whole the whole thing was messed up and i'm seeing a ton of reports that like projects that he was uh in the process of working two words have been put on pause put on hold or canceled like bad boys is now in limbo am doing a fourth one yeah it was, yeah it wouldn't
0: uh, it wouldn't surprise me if studios like take a hard second look at him now and it's just like eh.
1: Uh, you know, whole, it'll blow. It's Hollywood. You know, yeah. give it like three months and then they'll put him back in something and they'll sure. be like, oh, this is Will Smith redeeming himself. Yeah, probably. I th- and then he'll get another Oscar nod or something. You know, I understand that uh, in certain situations, people can react emotionally. And when you're thinking emotionally, you're not thinking logically. Yeah, of course. So I get that. Yeah. But I. I you're sitting front row at the Oscars. Like he had to have known that that was not the best thing to do. There's nope. no like, it, or it's indicative of like how messed up Hollywood really is where like someone like Will, for example, of his status and his money and his fame and his notoriety that he did process that thought and was like, you know what? It doesn't matter it doesn't matter if I get up here and assault someone half my size on stage in front of the world, there's not going to be any repercussions. Yep. And it's savage to think that that essentially, cause there there really were no consequences. That's the world we live in. Yep. Like everyone always talks all the time about rich celebrities live in their own bubble, their own world. They all get special treatment. And like a lot of people push backwards like, well, no, like, yeah, I understand they have money. So they have access to things that not rich people, you know, can't access, but they're just they're subject to the same laws and same blah blah as everyone else. Well, this is a clear fucking indicator that is genuinely not true. Like you can't even yep. dispute it at this point. Yep, like he assaulted someone on live TV and zero repercussions for those actions because he is a celebrity. Yep. Imagine mm-hmm. if, like, you know how the Oscars has those seat fillers, like the people that sit in the seats when the celebrities have to go do something, so the audience always looks full. Yep. Imagine if one of those guys walked up on stage and slapped Chris Rock. Yep, it, it he, would have been like anyone else doing it. You would have been in jail before fucking Chris finished introducing the next Oscar nominees. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's Will Smith. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I was talking with a buddy about it,
0: and it's just like it's it, it's like the most prime example of like Hollywood elitism that got broadcast to millions of people. Mm-hmm it's it's a will smith world and we're just living in it (laughs) it's just like to 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 consciously know that like i'm gonna do this and nothing is gonna happen it's just like
1: yeah i'll be fine yeah well and then like jesus christ to see like denzel and them going over and comforting him and it's okay and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you
0: yeah and like, on a side note, shout out to Chris Rock for, like, how kosher he handled everything. Yeah, he uh, recovered pretty pretty good. Yeah. Because, like, he could have dug in and escalated it further. But, like, obviously, he has more composure <laughs> and didn't, you know. See, so.
1: the worst part is uh, he was super offended by all this right like that's why he got up and slapped but like then to scream keep my wife's name out your mouth on live television like man that in and of itself was probably the stupidest move ever because like i don't know if you've been paying attention to like the stand-up world oh yeah they're having a field fucking day with it oh yeah they're like they're going hard like did you, Mm -hmm. you did you read tom segura's tweet about the oscars Uh, I can't remember if I saw it or not. So he tweeted this out like the next day and it says, fuck Will Smith's candy ass smacking a dude four inches shorter and 50 pounds lighter. He's just in his feelings because his bald headed bitch been (laughs) fucking around on him for years and he takes it. We all know who he wishes he could slap. Hashtag cuck Will. (laughs) And for a while, cuck Will was trending on fucking Twitter. I did see that. Yep. That one's honestly one of the lighter ones. Like it was uh, comedian Andrew Schultz was on a podcast the other day, and he did like a full on like three and a half minute Will Jada roast, and it was fucking ruthless.
0: Oh yeah, uh, there's fucking okay. So this is off topic, but so my old ass finally discovered TikTok like five mm-hmm. days ago, okay. like where I actually made an account and downloaded the app, and the first one I saw is someone cropped. Um, that whole interaction where they literally cropped Will Smith's voice into keep fucking my wife's mouth and then th- they had uh, Chris Rock being like I will and they, they like mashed it up into like a perfect like it was so, uh, like I saw it and I was just like oh god that's well, yeah. gonna be the so, comedian's fucking he just printed money for comedians
1: yeah well so like comedians are coming out of the woodwork All these insults are like far worse than the incredibly tame joke that Chris Rock told on stage. So now Jade is getting roasted even harder. Will's getting roasted even harder. And it's just, it's not going to stop anytime soon.
0: Nope. I'm curious if Chris Rock is going to end up like on one of his next shows. Like you got to think he's going to fucking capitalize on
1: that. Well, he's on tour right now. And a bunch of his tickets, the cost went up astronomically as people started like reselling them because they're like, oh, he's going to go in on Will because he's on tour right now. Yeah. He did his first tour stop in Boston and they've got some people like recorded and he straight up said, he's like, look, that just happened. He's like, I ain't got nothing yet. Like if you, I'm sorry if you came all the way to see me just to hear me crack Will Smith jokes, but like, I'm not there yet, but here's some other jokes. Yeah, so well, in- it's, inevitably it's going to happen, but but not, yeah, like not he's right away.
0: He's on tour and he's got his material already wrote and set up right. So it's mm-hmm. like he's not going to change that now. But like on his next one, you know, he's definitely got some some fucking ammo to use.
1: Yeah, like this couldn't have. He just yeah, he made it so so much worse. Yeah, by doing all of that. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, now he's the hot topic. The jokes are coming out full force about him, about his wife. Like, there's... Unless he completely stays off the internet, he's going to be seen... Like, the memes I've seen are like... I mean, they're hilarious, but they're like... Wow, that's offensive. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, it's...
0: Yeah. He's just did nothing but make it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Will Smith... I I can't remember the last time anything like this has happened. Like for Hollywood, like, yeah, there's bad shit that happens in Hollywood, but like something like this, like, I don't, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I don't really recall. But that happened. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it still doesn't motivate me or make me want to watch the Oscars. Like, I'm not going to watch no. next year. Good for them for their little ratings boost. Seeing the numbers like pre and post slap, like it was like a quarter of their viewership showed up after the slap happened. Oh well, yeah, like for obvious reasons. But then of course, oh Oscars, these the best numbers we've had in years. And it's like, well yeah, no kidding. So like, unless you plan on, you know, putting people near each other that you know want to beat the shit out of each other, and like you're now going to encourage on stage fist fights and stuff like that, like. Don't expect your numbers to keep increasing. It's still a terrible fucking show. No. Just turn it into like the WWE celebrities. (laughs) Well, and it's like I'm sure we talked about the Oscar nominees, but like it's it's why I don't even bother watching. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense to me. You have a bunch of like super old fucking white boys essentially that are deciding who wins. And like I'm on I understand some of these like uh, indie artistic art house type films deserve recognition. Absolutely. But like, I don't know, say what you will, but when you have movies like Spider-Man that are destroying box office records and you don't like those types of movies don't deserve any sort of Oscar contention because they're what? Not artsy. What's your definition of artsy? I mean like the CGI and everything that went into making those movies top tier it doesn't yep. get any better than that and obviously yep. it's a uh, resounding success considering like worldwide it's grossing x amount of dollars yep. so like the oscars isn't like awarding people based on what the popular night or good flicks are anymore it's literally just these dudes they're like this one yep yep this one yep <laughs> they're they're meaningless now they're not yep. in everything evolves over time like technology and so on so forth and you have to move with everything as things progress throughout history and oscars still feel like they're stuck in the fucking 70s or the 80s and they refuse to adapt to the times and i mean pretty clearly like their numbers have been dropping off like nobody really cares about the oscars anymore nope it used to be a prestigious award and Sure, maybe to some of these actors it is, but, I mean, aside from the acting community, like, I don't give a fuck who has an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I like used to watch them, but, like, cool. even, like, the last couple of years, I'm like, I just don't care.
1: Well, and, like, and honestly, like, if once upon a time, too, like, I'm sure having the Oscar brought you a certain level of, like, clout and demand in your next role, right? Yeah, but Totally. Like, if you take if you got a movie coming up your Hollywood studio and you're like okay we put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in this one or we put Will Smith in this one Will Smith technically he's an Academy Award winner so maybe we should go with him no they're going to go with Dwayne the Rock Johnson because he pulls in more people Yep So like you're not even necessarily doing anything fantastic for you're not going to you're not getting better movies or bigger movies or like, it doesn't have the same pull as it used to when it came to acting in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, and I think especially now that you look at, like, how the, like, film and TV kind of worlds have kind of, like, merged almost. Like, mm-hmm. there's actors that are doing limited series that are giving better performances than some Oscar people, probably. Right? Yeah.
1: There's, you but, got people in straight-up TV shows yep. giving better performances. Like fucking yep. Zendaya.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, She's not going to get an Oscar for that. I mean, she'll probably get an Emmy for it, but like at the same time, like, I don't think it matters anymore that you have it maybe back in the day, but I, I don't think decisions get made whether you have an Oscar or not.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely not anymore. No, but it, like it used to be a big deal. Cause you'd like go to watch a movie and like in the trailer, it would, it'd go out of their way. Oscar or Academy Award nominee, Academy Award winner, so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, that doesn't fucking matter anymore. No. You
0: see it every once in a while in a trailer, but, like, definitely not what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's old-school Hollywood not wanting to change. Yeah. I think that's, like, the best way to describe It's, yeah. like, the joke was always, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of old white dudes in Hollywood and it's like yeah it turns out i think that's still the case <laughs>
2: oh for sure
0: <laughs> you know it's 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 like they can talk about you know change and and everything as they do but it turns out that like they're just not doing it
1: so yeah yeah that's i really have too much more to say yeah. on that
0: but no, me neither. So I finally watched the Batman.
1: Yes. And? I loved it. I thought it was great. Loved it? Yeah. You loved it? I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Okay, well, I guess the real question is, did you love it more than your precious Christopher Nolan's trilogy?
0: Uh, I don't think it's better than The Dark Knight. I mean, I would have to watch it a few more times because I've seen The Dark Knight so many times. But I would say it's better than like the third Christopher Nolan Batman movie. But that's the weakest one of his trilogy, anyway.
1: But I, which was the I, who was who was in the I, third one? Uh Bane,
0: Tom Hardy. Mm,
1: yes, I quite enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, me too. Like it, like it was good. I just I think it's the weakest of that trilogy. But fair enough. But no, I really liked it. I really dug how they. I love how they did the Riddler. I thought. That kind of portrayal of him is like he's kind of like the Zodiac killer kind of thing. I thought that was like really, really well done.
1: Yeah, they did the Riddler super, super well.
0: And I like how they ended the movie, as in, like, yo, he kind of still won. Like, yo, this city is underwater. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spoilers for the Batman (laughs) if you're watching. (laughs) But. Like I, so I kinda like how it, like it, it kinda showed that like um he doesn't always kinda win,
1: right? So Yeah. Yeah. What'd you so, think of that that those scenes that I told you irritated me? Uh which ones were those again? The constant focus on like the clanging of his boots when he walked as if it was like a horror movie kind of annoyed me. Okay. Like, I didn't really pick up on that. But. No. Oh, it happened all the time. The most notable one was when he's in that car chase with the penguin. And then he ends up like smashing the penguin. And the penguin's like upside down looking. And all you see and you hear is the click. Oh, blink yeah, sure, sure. Of the boots coming. And then, of course, that like really ridiculous scene where him and Catwoman part ways and they're like, yeah, see you around. But then they go on a couples cruise for like a five minute scenic yeah. scene. Yeah, I was that one. Like,
0: That scene definitely bothered me because, like, as soon as it came on, I was like, "Oh, this is what Tyler was talking about," and then I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, no, like, this is totally like five minutes longer than it fucking needs to be." Mm. I was just like, "Okay, all right, okay, all right." Now they're turning. Oh, oh no, they're still together. (laughs) It was just like,
1: "Come on, yeah, little, (laughs) little annoying things like that." Yeah. On the whole, though, I thought it was a fantastic film.
0: Yeah, I uh, I really like how they went with it. Uh, the Penguin, the like Colin Farrell. I thought mm-hmm. he was great, too. Um, I'm curious where they go with that, because I think I don't know if it's confirmed that they're doing a trilogy or not, but...
1: I thought I read that he is going to do three. Yeah. So, like, I'll be kind of curious what the
0: what the arc of that is and where they go with it. So, because mm-hmm. I know uh, like the Joker stuff, like there's an article here, like it seems like they might... I think it was last episode we talked Where like that Gotham PD show is now turning into like an Arkham horror. Yeah. And he might actually like use the Joker for that, which I think would be fucking rad.
1: Um, Instead of on the big screen. Yeah. Cause I Mm. actually,
0: I actually don't know that I would want them to be like, to use the Joker on the movies anymore. Like I kind of want to see some other Batman
1: villains. Yeah. They kind of recycle the same same lot pretty frequently but that's because they're just the most well-known infamous yeah of the batman villains so i get it to an extent you read an article where matt reeves was talking about he is exploring the idea of maybe doing a modern day version of mr freeze yeah i saw that too and i actually really want that i'd be into that yeah i mean only if they recast arnold schwarzenegger but honestly there's a version that you could do that and I think it would actually probably work. I think it would too. As long as they don't make him so like kooky and crazy and fucking stupid. But you know what I would actually like to see? Like putting all the Batman villains aside. Sure. Like someone do a legit fucking Robin. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. if this past Batman was year two, I mean, I guess we don't know where we're going to land when the neck like... You know, how long, how far along into his crime fighting is he when we get the second or the third, but like, let's, let's get a fucking Robin. Let's, let's get a like Barbara Gordon. Let's get a Batwoman. Like, yeah, instead of recycling the exact same villains pretty much every time, let's see some, cause like the, the fuck, the one Batman that they did with Robin and they had Alicia Silverstone in it, like, yeah. It was okay for what it was at the time but like it's terrible now oh yeah of course yeah and then like the only other instance you really see is in dc's uh teen titans that's just completely fucking different altogether yeah they're not going to (laughs) utilize that weapon at all (laughs) no but i mean it would be interesting because that was one of the things that got me so hyped during the justice league or the was the Superman v Batman or Justice League? Whenever they show Bruce and he's walking and he's got the Robin suit mm-hmm. hung up in the hall with the ha ha ha, yep, all over it. Like, it give me a Batman movie where you actually have a Robin, and at the end of the Batman movie, we see the Joker kill Robin. Make yeah, actually, that
0: I actually saw, I think it was, um, uh, I was some Reddit post or something, and someone was like. Yo know, this would be a really cool trilogy if like the second one was like kind of like this Mr Freeze esque story and like sprinkle the Joker in and then like introduce like a Robin and then in the third movie straight up do like the death and the family story mm-hmm. of like okay here is like where the Robin dies and the the Joker is like the main villain or whatever right
1: That would be super interesting. I would be more keen on seeing that take place in the second film. Oh, sure. Robin and the Joker, like sprinkle the Joker in and maybe introduce Robin in this TV series. Then when you hit the second movie, the Joker's established. Robin is now like fairly established. Like we now know he's Robin and have the death in the family take place as the second Batman movie. So the third Batman movie, the tone is just completely different because he's going from crime fighting, blah, 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 to like the aftermath of losing his close friend and partner and like how gritty and dark that version of Batman would be. Yeah. And that'd be good.
0: I think there's, there's tons of ways they can do it. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how he did this first movie and like kind of how he kind of did the tone of it. It wouldn't surprise me if like, kind of some of those ideas could come out in the other movies, right? Cuz it was definitely a uh, like darker tone to kind of this. I guess version of Batman, right? So.
1: Yeah, I guess only time will tell, but I don't know. I've lots of things I would like to see and I don't expect to honestly see any of them, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be curious where they go with it cuz I really liked that that version that he did so yeah it was really good yeah i had to keep reconciling myself with the whole like it's year two batman it's year two batman because just like the young look of him mm-hmm. really threw me off for a while yeah i could that, see that. that and the whole like oh here's this like super crazy advanced technology that looks like it's incredibly old and dusty tech like that part kind of oh yeah me, but that's just bugging like the tech nerd part of me sure true, sure. that's fair and what did you think of Alfred? Like I gave you my thoughts last time. Oh, I didn't mind him, but no? I like I
0: I don't mind Andy Serkis, so like I maybe that's just like I, you're not a fan of him.
1: <laughs> I actually I don't mind him. I just oh. wasn't a fan of him as Alfred. Yeah, but again, again I'm thinking maybe deep rooted psychologically here. I'm not liking it because I'm used to the old weathered Alfred, not like a younger ish. I could see that. Yeah. Some, that very well could be it. Like,
0: yeah, I like I. I thought it was fine. Like I didn't. I wasn't like, oh yeah, this Alfred is standing out. But I was like, this is
1: fine for what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good. Now we're just gonna wait what, three, four years before we get a fucking another one. Isn't that usually how this goes? Yeah, probably. So,
0: but yeah, no, I liked it. Definitely been I finally watched Jackass. Finally. It was awesome. It, it's just I think it was like when you initially talked about it, it was like if you like Jackass, it's one of those and it's their last one. And it's fucking great.
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely the OG gang's last yeah. one. Yeah. I'm sure I'm, like if they carry this on with like the torch passing and do like you know, like a new gen of Jackass that maybe those like those guys will periodically pop up. In cameos, but they won't be, like, the main stunt goers in, like, the new movies. But I hope they carry it on. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. The bulk of those people that I saw in the new Jackass, I wasn't overly a fan of. Sure. But I think part of that is me looking at it in the wrong way. Because, like, growing up watching these guys on, you know, the CKY movies, the original Jackass TV series, Viva La Bam, and then the Jackass movies and everything in between like each one has some pretty distinct personality and characteristics to them. And I think going in when it's like, okay, if you're going to replace these people, you need to kind of replace them with like a younger new age version of them. So like watching the newest Jackass movie, I was like, okay, well, who's going to be the new Knoxville? Who's going to be the charismatic? I'll do absolutely anything. I don't care as long as it's good for TV. And I didn't really see that in any one of them specifically so i think that's just like that's partially me expecting too much right i still think if they carried on with this new cast it'll still be good and i hope that they carried on and keep making jackass films it's that was kind of like
0: i kind of got that feeling like with some of the newer people like in the movie because like all of the new people they had were like yeah we grew up watching this shit this is like we could be on jackass fuck Mm. yeah like they were like super into it's it's like i hope they kind of take that and go like all right like here's the torch do your own thing we'll pop by <laughs> and yeah. see what's what you know and keep making these movies that like i don't know how well they do you know I think box they do office wise well. you know but it's like i'll keep watching them you know so it's
1: Well, now they're in a really nice position. So the problem going into like Jackass pretty much once they started with Jackass two and definitely into Jackass three and now four is because they hit like that level of fame. A lot of the stuff that they used to do, they couldn't do anymore because they were immediately recognized in public. So it went from like pranks anywhere, everywhere to like, Hey, now we have to be in a closed off lot and we have to plan this out and like, or, it's a closed yep. set, essentially, because, you know, you can't just go into public. Yep. And I think with these new guys, like, granted, yes, they were in the new Jackass movie. You've seen their faces. I don't think the world's quite accustomed to them yet. So I think they can get away with a lot of stuff where they're doing pranks amongst the public, in the general public, without being spotted. Yep. yep. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, I
0: if some of that new cast were you know, walking down a busy street, you know, like I probably wouldn't immediately recognize them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I might go like, Oh, that person looks familiar, but like I wouldn't see so, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: No, I think they, they did that movie in a really nice way where they kind of gave the OG cast like a kind of nice exit while at the same time kind of leaving it so that like, yo, if the new generation wants to take this up, it's kind of already done. You know, and that foundation is there. But, like, if they don't, you know, they can just... This is the last jackass, right? Yeah. So.
1: No, it was good, though. I, uh, I quite enjoyed it. I talked to a, f- a few of my friends who finally saw it, and they were like, well,
2: it
1: was okay. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, okay, if we're going to talk about all four jackass movies, was it the best of the four? Nope. No. But I don't think that matters. It was an amazing movie it was hilarious start to finish i cried several times from laughing so fucking hard to the point where Lindsay started to feel embarrassed of me (laughs) she was like you need to tone it down yeah but i just i love it i find it hysterical
0: yeah yeah there were so many like times where i was just fucking yeah same just like laughing fucking gut gut hurting laughing where it's just like yep this is (laughs) this is the dumb shit that i fucking want to watch right now Mm -hmm. so it's so yeah no it was everything i wanted it to be so
1: so i was just reading about this yesterday okay so now that we're talking about good movies i want to talk about shitty movies okay finally how we have an explanation for why bruce willis has been doing a string of like f level fucking straight to vhs movies
0: and it's for a really unfortunate reason. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It all makes sense now. Like, Yep. So he's come out and he said he's been diagnosed with aphasia. Which apparently makes it hard to like communicate and process and all that other stuff. Yep. So apparently the reason he's been doing all these incredibly shitty low budget movies is basically just to like. Rake in cash and do yep. easy jobs where like it's only one or two days of filming as opposed to a couple months. Yep. And the types of roles where. You know he could be stun doubled in lots of s- scenarios where they don't actually need him or his face or him talking and then they can the other thing I was reading is in some of these instances he took some of these movies where they were allowing him to like have an earpiece to feed him his lines cuz he couldn't even like remember his lines yep which yeah. now kind of makes me feel a little bit bad cuz like yeah I bashed pretty hard on, like, the last Bruce Willis movie I saw where he was running through the fucking woods with some chick. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what it's called, but it was so fucking bad. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I was like, I can't watch this. This is terrible.
0: Yeah, and that's the sad part about it is, like, I I would do the same thing if I was him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I don't think anyone is doubting him for doing it. And I actually read something, I think it was yesterday, because this year the Razzies had like its own Bruce Willis category. Yeah. They actually like rescinded it and like put out a statement and they were yeah. like, actually in light of this, we're actually, you know, we poke fun at things and that's the whole point, but you know, well,
1: we get it. This is different.
0: Yeah. So see, so, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, it un- it's unfortunate. And, mm-hmm. but I think it was, I read somewhere and it was, uh, some, movie YouTuber or something like that, like tweeted out something like, yeah, he's made a bunch of bad movies lately, but like that's not what he's going to be remembered for, <laughs> right? Like he still has a shit ton of good movies, like, so. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. And kind of in that same vein, Nicolas Cage kind of says the exact same thing, just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nicholas Cage is in the whole he's in a completely different <laughs> league that guy yeah but he that was being said though i am so excited for that new nicholas cage movie. Yeah.
0: yeah that one looks really good um mm. but he was in an interview and he was actually talking about it and he was like yeah i 100 percent took all these movies because i owed a shit ton of money and i had family that i had to support he was like so i took anything i could get <laughs> and and it's funny, too, because, like, at the same time, he was also like, but I never phoned it in. So he was like, say what you will, but, like, every job I took. I took it I, seriously. Yep. You know, which is, like, I think it kind of just shows, like, the reality that I think a lot of people don't realize. It's like, hey, acting is a job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to take shit jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. You know.
1: So, yeah, I get that.
0: It was just, I don't know, like on that side, it was like kind of a breath of fresh air for like an actor to, I guess, be candid about that stuff, you know, when they often aren't right. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. So fucking Netflix, eh? Yep. seems like uh-huh. not going to be able to have passwords outside of your house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think they're entering like some very murky mm-hmm. ground here. Yep. Like people were outraged and were ditching Netflix after the like tenth fucking price hike in the last like two years. Like I remember way back in the day when Netflix started paying six ninety nine. Yep. And I think it's up to like twenty dollars for regular, but like twenty four if you want like access to the four K shit.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's, I'm like 25 bucks a month, I
1: think. Yeah, like that's
0: absurd. I've <laughs> actually debated canceling it and just resubbing, like if there's something I want to watch on it.
1: And I think that's what we're going to start to see happen in a lot of instances is people are going to be like, okay, well, because that's the thing is they keep trying to put out this fucking Netflix original content, but they don't. Like, I read an article and I forgot to fucking post it. But it was someone from, I don't know, The Verge, I think, maybe. Or maybe it was Tom's Hardware. Anyway, they wrote an article about, like, they've given up on any, any Netflix originals programming because Netflix, they just canceled, like, another 10 goddamn shows that were, like, only had a season out. I can't remember which one he, this particular writer was upset about. But they canceled it within a month of its release. Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was actually one that I was, like, about to
0: watch because I was really excited for it. It was, like, Archive 81, which was, like, yeah. a horror-esque show. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he was, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, you take, if you look at, like, top TV shows that are, like, beloved and people, like, continually watch them, like, take The Office, Big Bang Theory, Parks and Rec., Fuck even Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, these shows all had very lukewarm entry seasons and and fairly lukewarm second seasons, but it took, like, once they hit the third or the fourth, they found their footing, they found their groove, they hit their stride, and now they're considered, like, some of the best television series of all time, so much so that, like, up until Peacock became a thing and took all their shit back, there was massive bidding wars to keep The Office on Netflix. Yep. Well, you don't, get to that point unless you give a show an opportunity to find its footing you don't do that if you cancel a goddamn show inside of a month of its release like how can you even tell like netflix is supposed to be incredibly smart with their algorithm and their metrics and all that other stuff but this just seems so fucking short-sighted to me
0: yeah and it's i know it if, if i was giving an answer to like how to fix this problem it would be like to fund shows not based on like a season but like talk to the people and be like what is your plan are you do you want three seasons do you want six like what's what's your game plan for this and then fund it
1: based on that i don't know but like i yeah, yeah. I, I think it definitely is content dependent because i mean yeah. like tiger king was a smash hit yeah. And then they did like the second sequel tiger king and like no one gave a shit no so like that is something where it's like okay yes this is more of a mini series than an actual series like this is the main story this is what's interesting keep it with that but then like that one show that i'm always upset that they canceled and i always forget its fucking name the society like that had oh, modern day lord of the flies like it had such a great premise and it had some pretty solid fucking actors and actresses in it and just one season and it was gone and it's like this could have been so much more yeah yeah it's i don't understand
0: netflix decisions at all i don't think anyone does (laughs)
1: no and they're gonna and like so they keep charging more so people are not wanting to pay for anymore because it's getting obscenely expensive and as soon as they crack down worldwide and go okay well here if you want to share your password you got to pay another fucking premium you're gonna see people just be like alright I'm fucking over this I am like I
0: this last price increase because I think it was like a month ago I actively was like okay am I am I gonna cancel and I think like the next time i have to pay more i'm straight up just gonna be like all right
1: it's one thing to keep people in there for the exclusives but they don't have very many good exclusives and the few that they do have they cancel almost immediately like right now if you're thinking like off the top of your head if i was to be like okay what's a really good netflix exclusive i bet there's two that you can think of that i've watched in the last few months Yeah, and it's probably Ozark and Stranger Things.
0: My other one would be like the documentary I just added to our
1: list, but yeah. Okay, but that's like a new one, and it's probably never going to get another fucking season. No, no. But But if we're talking like series, exclusive Netflix series that have kept going, you pretty much got Ozark and you got Stranger Things. Yeah. I mean, beyond that, Netflix is just... It's a fucking, a junkyard of shit for the most part. I mean, I barely go on Netflix anymore just because there's so much stuff on there and they spend so much money on like some like really D rated, you know, like your straight to DVD ask type entertainment. That's like not worth anything. So I don't. Yeah. And it's, it's not my first place to go. If no. if I need, like, a, and, like, the good mindless shows that I used to watch, like, they don't even have some of them anymore. And with yeah. Peacock wrangling everything in, like, the office is going to be gone. It's already gone mm-hmm. in the States, but on the Canadian Netflix, it's still there. Yeah. That's going to be gone soon. Yeah, whenever if they're that. pulling that, then that means they're pulling the other NBC stuff. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, Community, Parks and Rec, those are all going to go. Mm you have already lost how i met your mother yep so like i don't know yeah and it's like when i look at what
0: disney's doing they are doing some super smart stuff to keep people subscribed because of their release timelines Mm -hmm. Like if you think of between every like marvel and star wars show there's only usually a few weeks till the next one starts and then it like kind of goes into the new one so like The way I've looked at that is like every, for the majority of like this past year or two, when all those shows started coming out, like for the most part, there's only ever a few months where one of those shows isn't on. And it's like, that's how you get people to keep paying Mm -hmm. is you give people consistent content and it's like, hey, guess what? All but like two of those shows on Disney Plus were limited series. They they they're not coming back. Mm -hmm. It's like Netflix. You can do that too. Like not everything has to have six seasons in a movie, you know.
1: So yeah, I uh, I completely agree. I think they're on shaky ground, and they're they're starting to lose out because Disney's putting out high quality shit on a regular basis. Yep, it's it's starting to get to
0: the point where other. It used to be like when all these streaming services were coming in, the conversation was like, well, Netflix is still king, right? Like it's still got, you know, it's Ozarks and it's Stranger Things, you know, back when they had all that stuff. But now if you look at, you know, you look at Disney Plus and you're like, they got a lot of shit I really like. I'll pay for that. Look at Paramount Plus. Everyone laughed when that started, but it's got consistent
1: good shows. Mm-hmm. Right? Yellowstone, 1883, Mayor of Kingstown. And they have Halo now. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that's like tons
0: of people are going, like, yep, I like those shows. I'll pay for that. You know, and it's like, and then you have Netflix being like, yo, this show that you really like that you were kind of subscribed for, yeah, it's gone. So we canceled it.
1: Well, we're about to hit within the next couple of months the final season of Ozark and the final season of Stranger Things. Yep. And then their two biggest draws are gone. Like, what else do they have? Nothing. As far as I'm concerned, nothing. Not to say that there aren't shows that are interesting or whatever, but as far as, like, incredibly successful, very, like, A-plus, top-tier television or film or whatever, once those twos are gone, like, they got they got nothing that's... As far like, as, like, the prestige stuff, yeah. As far as I the mean, what? As far as, like, I guess, like, prestige stuff. Like?
0: Like, like kind of like your Stranger Things in Ozark, like, uh, here... And, like, what I mean by that is, like, if you look at, like, their shit, like, Bridgerton, where it's like, okay, this is kind of, like, CW-esque TV, but it does gangbusters. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, no one cares about Bridgerton, though. Hey, now. I do. Bridgerton, Downton Abbey, none of that shit. Let's be real. Like, I haven't even seen a new season of fucking Black Mirror in years. I haven't even heard talks of it. Yeah, and I wonder if that's the like, is creator. That dead
0: now? I think that's I think that's like uh, Mine Hunter, where it's like the creator is just like, I'll do it whenever I get the idea and feel like doing it. <laughs> I think it's very much a case of that.
1: Well, even like what was the last big? Don't look up. It was a good oh, yeah, movie. Sure. Yeah, but would I be willing to hold on to a twenty five dollar a month Netflix subscription to see that movie? No, 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 I wouldn't. And like we're still in that like middle ground where like streaming is becoming more and more, I don't know, popular, I guess for lack Mm -hmm. of a better phrase and old school television, IE cable satellite, like that route it's been dropping, but it still has considerably high numbers because that generation is still there where they want to bring up the TV guide and pick their show. And Oh, my show starts at seven o'clock. So we'll plan to sit down and watch that. And the younger generation's going away from that. Yeah, but you're the younger generation. Like if you look at like not to get into like heavy politics or anything like that, but like cost of living, inflation, all of these different things going up for these younger generations. I think you're going to start to see them go. No, I can't afford to be on twenty five dollars for Netflix and fifteen dollars for Paramount and twenty dollars for Crave and another ten for HBO and then yep. you're back up into cable territory. So mm-hmm. like, I, I already know a few people that I work with that are like younger. They're like 1920 and they use their parents' Netflix and they'll own a membership to one streaming service. Typically from what I see, they'll have a, a Disney Plus
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: account of their own. Yep. They're like, They're like, yeah, no, I use Netflix from time to time. I use my parents' account. They're like, but I'm not paying for that. So this password thing comes out, they're done. Yep. So now you're going to have these younger generations who don't want 18 different streaming services. Nope. So two things are going to happen. They're just going to stick to the one they know and not really give a shit about the rest. Or you're pushing everybody back to piracy.
0: Yep. Everyone's dusting off the old piracy hat and just going like, I didn't need you for a while. It looks like I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the irony of it all is like when cable was like outrageous and that was your only option. Piracy fucking like it boomed. That was just easier because you didn't have to pay exorbitant. And then Netflix and Prime came out and it was like, hey, I can get all this fantastic stuff. And it's like a really low price. I can get rid of cable. I don't need to pirate anymore. Yep. And And piracy rates
0: went down and and now they're starting to climb back up and it's mm-hmm. like, I wonder why. It's like, not not always is data correlated like that, but it's like, look at those two trends. Yeah. And it's like, you can pretty much figure out why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, so. It's just gonna be this generation's cable problem. Yeah. And then the same cycle will repeat. <laughs>
1: So, mm. so. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. What else we got here? So here's just a quick Dancing with the Stars one. I was just gonna say here's some news that only you <laughs> care about. Yeah,
0: and it's more so. I just thought it was funny, but so because the host got fired, and uh, apparently the boss that fired them. Was let go, and someone asked Tom Bergeron, like, what do you think of that? And he basically said, like, ah, the fucker deserved it in like the most Tom Bergeron way possible. (laughs) And I just, I read that and I was like, okay, that's just like good on Tom Bergeron for being like, yeah, fuck you, basically. (laughs) So that's all for that.
1: Why was he fired again?
0: I have no idea. Like,
1: Some studio head who's like, we want more ratings, so I'm just going to like revamp, refresh. That's exactly
0: what happened is like they were trying to. They've been having a problem of like, how do we keep dancing with the stars fresh? Apparently, the answer was to get rid of the one thing that the fans consistently liked, which was the hosts. (laughs) I mean, that makes
1: sense. And yeah. So that's really all there is for that. And we're finally getting True Detective season four yeah and it seems like
0: it is not with the original guy
1: interesting
0: but it's with two very good people so (laughs) yeah i i don't know like it'll be it'll be interesting to see where like new i guess eyes take this right Mm mm-hmm but but the setting they kind of say for this sounds fucking rad. Like it's up in the Arctic or like you can have nighttime for like 24 hours. Okay. And like a kind of true detective like murder kind of thriller thing in that setting I think would be cool. Because like I, that's not a setting that gets done a whole lot, right? Yeah. So.
1: But yeah. Interesting.
0: Interesting that it's not that same guy.
1: Yeah. We'll see how that plays out.
0: Cause I know like the conversation for the longest time, like whenever like the HBO execs got asked about it, they were like, yes, like whenever that guy has another idea, like we'll fund it. Like that was always the thing is like, it was up to him. Yeah. And so I wonder if this is a case of like some other HBO creators, like just pitched it like, yo, this is our take for like, what we would think like a season four of this
1: that is anthology based would be and they went all right, sure you know or they're like okay it's been a while we want another season here what do you got sorry guys I still don't have any ideas okay now let's open to the floor to anyone else who can make a new season yeah and I think the nice part
0: about that is like because this is anthology based like it's, it's very easy to do that right you know so but yeah I'm down I, I'll watch more True Detective I haven't seen the third one
1: yet to be honest it's I really good I don't remember the first two either the first one's really go good I can re-watch all of them yeah I did that a while ago
0: and what else we got
1: I wanted this Bond thing
0: <laughs> is this what you thought Amazon would do with the Bond license no a fucking reality show <laughs>
1: Like, why does it even have to be fucking Bond-themed?
0: Because they bought the Bond license and realized that maybe they had no control over the Bond license. <laughs> That's my only guess. I have no idea.
1: Like, like sorry, I'm reading this so anyone who's listening it probably has no idea what I'm talking about. It's called 007's Road to a Million, <laughs> and it's literally going to be... Contestants competing in a global adventure to win $1 million cash prize filmed in many of the historic locations featured throughout the Bond films.
0: You know what this is? This is The Amazing Race with the James Bond name. Yeah. That's that's all this is.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what it is. It's The Amazing Race, but all of the locations are going to be where we filmed Bond movies. Yep. This is fucking stupid.
0: Yep. Yep. Like I... I I saw that headline in my feed and I was like, "Ooh, Amazon James Wanjo?" I was like, "Interesting." And then
1: I was like, "Oh, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> that's fucking garbage." Yep. I didn't but, hear about this until just seeing this in our in our fucking feed today. And now that I read it, I'm like, "This is that's Jesus Christ. That's that is dumb fucking shit. stupid."
0: <laughs> like, you spend that money on the James Bond fucking license at the first thing the pitch meeting with a bunch of people that is like okay alright guys we got the James Bond license ideas hit me with it and someone is just like you know, what if we did the amazing raise and they were like yep that's it <laughs> <laughs> like what uh, why
1: I'm fucking speechless here this is the stupidest thing I've ever read yeah what a waste of money what, what a, a waste of a fucking license yep like man and and I was like I've been every so many months when we bring up Amazon and their streaming service I'm quietly like they're doing good they're catching yep. steam they're putting out some some really high quality shit between Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher yep, yep. I loved Utopia rest in peace I think that was fucking cut way too short I'm not happy about yep. that but I just got my second season of Upload which I'll mm-hmm. talk about shortly here Yep. And then you're like, yeah, oh, amazing race, but uh, it's going to be at James Bond film locations. It's going to be kind of cool. So, oh, you fucking nope.
0: people. Nope. Yeah, it's. They've quietly been doing some really good stuff, but then they, they fucking decided to, I guess, drop a dumbass one out of nowhere. But, it was fucking stupid. I can't
1: even. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it anymore. That's so stupid. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh so okay so talk to me about upload i haven't seen the second season yet but i i did enjoy the first season is if it you,
1: if you enjoyed the first season you're gonna enjoy the second it's just more that yeah it's okay. fucking. oh god damn it what's his name michael uh Schur. rami amel no michael sure oh oh like, the guy behind the good the place. Office, the good place parks and rack yep like this guy's straight fucking fire Yep, with those yep. kind of like lighthearted fun comedies like, yep. and I loved the first season I thought yep. it was fantastic yep. it and was then a COVID really... happened and stuff so the second season got delayed and pushed and then they weren't sure there was going to be a reception for it, second season's out I will say though the first season, 10 episodes okay, yep, second season 7 or 8 oh and it comes out of nowhere oh like I, I, I kid you not, the wife and I were watching it, and we and we watched all of them over the span of like a couple of days because they're only yep. like thirty minutes. Yep. And we uh, we we get to the fucking point, and it just like ends on this massive cliffhanger. Oh, and really? then we're like waiting for like the next episode thing to like pop yeah. up on the screen, and nothing. She's oh. like, that that wasn't the last episode, was it? And I was like, no, that no, that couldn't have been the last episode. I'm like, maybe it is a weekly release and we just caught it yeah. when oh, a bunch of these are up. So then I went and looked it up. And nope, that's huh. that's the season finale. And I'm like, are you f- fucking kidding me? Huh. It's like, do you remember how the first season ended? Uh, Is he not like trapped with... Oh, He gets bumped down to the two, to two gigs. That's right, that's right. And the girl that he was... L- is in the real world. They were kind of like in love and she was being like attacked and chased. And that's right. He wanted, he was about to finally tell her how we fe- how he felt and whatnot. And then he ended up in two gig and she didn't know. So he just kind of like disappeared. Right. Right. She was on the run hiding for her life and he ended up in two gigs. So he couldn't even communicate with her. But you're like, Oh no, this is so sad. I can't wait to see what happens on the next one. The way that this other season ends, it ends right in the middle of a fucking story arc. Like, oh, weird. the whole season is building up to this, like, story arc where they're... And I won't ruin it, but they're all <clears throat> working together and they're going to accomplish this goal. And then they finally start to execute their plan. And they're, like, in the middle of executing the plan. And it just fucking ends. Like, at least with the 2GIG one, like, okay, you closed that story arc. You left on some cliffhangers. There's some things that you're going to want some closure on. But, like, it feels like a spot that you by all accounts, could end that season and leave anticipation for a second.
0: Yeah, it felt like a
1: good place to end it. Yes, the way the second season ended, it felt like it just ended in the middle of the season in the middle of an episode. I was like, wait, what? It made no sense to me. Weird. And the future is uh, on shaky ground right now. They don't don't know if there's enough support or anything to do a third.
0: And see, that's where, like... (sighs) if you're if you're the creator of the show and you know that like okay we weren't sure if we were gonna get a second season like you would think that they would maybe try to do it in such a way kind of like uh how the ray donovan folks were gonna do it because they were at least they were told that they were gonna get two seasons and they ended up didn't but like then they went okay here's our plan then right like you think
1: yeah but so here's the thing like if, if we compare this to ray donovan the final television series episode of Ray Donovan ends on this massive cliffhanger. It closes a bunch of that season's story arcs out, but it leaves you on this big cliffhanger like, okay, there's still some unresolved stuff. Can't wait for next season. Mm-hmm. This is not that. Oh, This ends in the middle of a story arc. Oh, weird. Where it's like, obviously you want another season, but it nothing really gets closed. Like, it feels like they just had two more episodes they were going to film and just decided not to and you're like wait what weird i can't you have to watch it okay to, to understand right, what i'm talking about like yeah. my wife and i were both absolutely flabbergasted like how do you end here because yeah. it genuinely feels like we both were like no that's where's the next episode oh it must not be released yet at no point did we did either of us think for a second right that was the season finale
0: weird i'm like what Hmm. I'm curious to watch that now.
1: But good. Weird. Like still still really good. Yeah. Still really funny. I love all the little fucking jokes they make at like corporate companies and the oh, digital yeah. age and all that yeah. other stuff. It's that, I like it. I quite like that show. It's just a yeah. fun watch. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But man, it's, did it end oddly this time around. Weird.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's been on my list. I just haven't got around to checking it out. But it's... Yeah, it's it's one of those shows and I think it's done very well. Kind of like what you said. Like if you're into those Michael Shearer kind of like here's your 20, 30 minute kind of comedy with some feel good and some heart, you know, it's, it's one of those and does it mm-hmm. good.
1: Right. So, which I, which I love. I yeah. love the office. I love yeah. fucking, uh, parks and rec. I loved the good place. Yeah. They're just fun, mm-hmm. lighthearted comedies. And I enjoy yeah. the hell out of them.
0: And then talk about another amazon one so that last one laughing that you told me about last hmm. episode so i binged that and it, literally that sunday i think it was or i started it and i think i was even texting you like this is fucking amazing
1: yeah it's pretty good eh
0: <laughs> and it's and of course the final two come down to exactly who you think the final two would come down to which is the most seasoned people in the room <laughs> but it's i was that show was so fucking hilarious and it I think my favorite part was how most of the people got kicked out was it was because subtle remarks that like the comedians just like kind of strategically put in thinking it would like hopefully work. And then it totally did.
1: <laughs> I even you know? think some of those subtle remarks weren't even like a strategic. I'm going to put this in there. It's just, there's are comedians. So they're used to making yeah. like ridiculous comments on stuff. Like I make asinine. Yeah. Like, shocking comments all the time to people and they fucking giggle and i feel like that's yeah. more akin to what it was it wasn't like a oh, sure, I'm, sure, my yeah. goal is to try and make this person laugh right now i'm gonna make this this quiet little comment to see if yeah, i can get yeah, them sure, to break yeah. i think they're just like that's just oh, how they yeah. are because they're yeah, comedians they just yeah. say it off the cuff not even thinking and it ends up breaking Landing, these people yeah. un-
0: unintentionally but yeah those were the best ones it's like the off remarks that just kind of like randomly got people like, just like fucking like, ah, oh, fuck you. That one got me out of nowhere. Like <laughs> that was the best part. It was.
1: I, I particularly really like John LeJoie. Oh yeah. And yeah. how he kept going after Jay uh, Rochelle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Just like every like couple of minutes or like once an hour or whatever. He was just yeah, like, all up right. The
1: phone. Oh, Hey Jay, what's that? You don't understand what's wrong with our Kelly.
0: Yeah. What's, what's that you're youre you're an Epstein like you Epstein was fine
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
1: it was yeah, yeah that was good I I de- I personally thought top three was gonna end up being Tom Colin and uh what's his name Dave there from uh, oh Kids sure, in sure. The Hall. Yeah. I thought those three were gonna be like the the final fucking three contenders
0: i was surprised that dave got out quick
1: yeah or
0: relatively quick yeah i um, was
1: pretty pretty shocked by that
0: and uh i actually i really liked how um uh jay Burchell like when it came down to those two people and they hadn't made anyone laugh yet and like all the other people like he was like okay like everyone else has done what the point of the show is you have the next hour to do that and if you can't we're like We're not just going to have you not
1: laugh. (laughs) Like you kind of got to like, I I thought that was a good way of doing it. Yeah, that's that definitely was because it's like, I mean, there's a bunch of like comedic gold happening in that house. But I mean, yeah, if you went in with the mindset where you're like, I'm just going to walk around and smile and nod and not laugh like, yeah, I get that. But you're kind of like taking the spirit out of the game. Yeah. So I thought that was like a really good way of him to kind of like, all right. To be fair though, I think that one, the one little dude from Kim's convenience, he was trying, he was trying real hard to fucking make people laugh and get them out. He was. The other dude.
0: Yeah. The other dude was like doing nothing.
1: Yeah. He was just kind of like floating in the house and it wasn't until they were announced like, Hey, do or die. If if neither of you make someone laugh, you're both fucking eliminated. That's when all of a sudden he was like, okay, I should probably start doing stuff here.
0: Yeah, the other guy, like exactly like what you said, he was actually like he was going from the start, mm-hmm. you know, like into it. It's just none of a shit it was landing, right? Yeah. So it's, but, but yeah, it's and I loved seeing how like the senior guys, like they know they're they're they've been doing this long enough that they know when they can start building. Like they'll like recognize like oh, okay something of that hit. I saw a smirk, so I'm just gonna keep piling onto this, and it's like they know they've been doing this long enough that they're like okay I can. I can make this work, you know, it's, and then it's, so it was, yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah. I, so many great moments. I would love an American one. I don't know if they'll ever do it, but like imagine getting like some of the American ones in there. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that would, there's so many that you could do that would just be like fucking gold. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You can even, there's a lot of, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but I mean, I would like to see another, like a second season of the Canada one. Oh yeah. And like, I don't know if you, if it would be right to bring back Tom or Colin, I'd love to see them come back, but I mean, they're both like solid, but I mean, there's still like some great Canadian comics that I think could go in there. Like, uh, Oh man, why can't I think of his name now? The puppet guy. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 and and why can't I think of his name has he done any shows yeah he's he's like sold out arenas and shit like that he's from Toronto he's East Indian I believe oh heavier set guy
0: I think I know who you're talking about but I the name why? is like why? completely escaping me I can't think of the name I'm, I'm trying to think like I I don't know off the top of my head a like a shit ton of famous Canadian comedians, but I know like there's probably a few that I just don't know are Canadian. Know what I mean? But but yeah, that's such a cool premise for a show. Like. Russell Peters. Oh yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Of course. But there's still like, if you just Google like famous Canadian comedians, Mm mm-hmm. Mike Myers, oh shit! Martin Short, oh yep! Howie Mandel, oh yeah! Brent shit. Butt, yep! Jim Carrey, oh shit yeah! Rick Moranis, oh yeah! Mark yeah. McKinney, yep! Rick Mercer, oh shit yeah! Oh, I didn't know Lorne Michaels was Canadian.
0: So, yeah, you could absolutely do another season of that.
1: Oh, yeah. Seth Rogen, Dan Aykroyd, Russell Peters, Eugene Levy.
0: Oh, shit. All right, yeah. A bunch of people that I didn't know were Canadian.
1: <laughs> yeah. Arlen Williams.
0: Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. So, like, there's definitely enough for a few more seasons of that, I think. Tommy Chong. Oh, yeah. I hope they do more in that show because it's, it's such a cool premise and it's, like, all done for charity. So, it's, like... Oh, Will Sasso. Oh, shit,
1: yeah, yeah. Any of the dudes from the Trailer Park Boys? Oh, fuck yeah. Anyway, I'll stop yeah. listing. There's actually quite a quite a bit. <laughs> Way
0: more than we thought.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. But no, it was fucking... I was laughing throughout the whole time. It was just like fucking...
1: Yeah, it was an excellent show. I really hope yeah. they do an American one. I think that would be fantastic. And I hope they do another Canadian one. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Okay, did you finally catch up on Snowpiercer? I'm not 100% oh, of the... Uh, hold on, I'm not like 100%
0: like caught up, but I have, I've watched like the majority of it. Yeah, like, but if you I am, haven't watched the last episode... No. So I am six, I have four episodes left.
1: Oh, you you've completely missed like two of the biggest fucking events of that season haven't even happened yet.
0: Well, the bomb went off in the train and then they killed Stephen Ogg. I'm assuming that's one.
1: No. Oh. That is actually pretty minor compared to the other two events that take place in the remainder of this season.
0: Oh, fuck. God damn it.
1: All right. I mean, it's unfortunate that they had (laughs) to have their little fucking duel and stuff. I didn't like the... So did you watch the episode immediately that followed their little knife fight? No, that's where I lift off. And oh, then, you'll probably like it. It was like a weird, like, dream-esque kind of episode. Oh, I didn't really sure. care for it. Sure. But yeah, no, there's a major, major plot event that happens, like, within two episodes. I think it's the second last, or no, the third last episode has a major plot twist. And oh, then shit. the very last episode has a major, major plot twist. Like, oh, changes the whole fucking show plot twist.
0: Okay, because I know they're building up to, like... Well, that one guy is like yo we're gonna go find like land in africa and but he's kind of lying about it because they mm. found that person living outside and they were like yeah what the fuck there's other people mm-hmm. so it's they're, they're laying the groundwork like i'm i'm super into it like i think this season has gotten because like i think they're doing other stuff outside of the train i think i'm liking this season
1: a lot more than the other ones well, like, like I said, two massive, <clears throat> massive plot twists that right. take place in the third last and the very last episodes, respectfully. All right, massive well, game changer okay. changes the whole fucking series.
0: All right, well, I will. I will finish those off.
1: <sighs> Sorry, you probably haven't even watched Billions yet. No. <laughs> Ugh. Again, some massive, massive fucking plot twists. Billions is like been the lowest on my list. <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying this season. Okay, and so immediately I was like, no Bobby Axelrod. The show's going to fucking suck. I don't think it's going to be that good. But I'm watched all the other ones. I'll carry on and see where this leads. And like, yes, granted, it sucks not to have Bobby, but we still have Wags, who's honestly my favorite character of the bunch and to see him take over as the new head of Axe Corp or whatever they're calling it now. And then reunite the troops and to see the cameos of some of these old people like dollar bill and McPhee come back. And then some pretty, pretty heavy plot twists where you're like, hold up. what?"
0: Okay. Cause I think the last time we talked about it, it was like, you were fairly early on and I think I had watched the first episode Mm-hmm. So if, if you're telling me that there's actually some good shit
1: later on in the season, then yeah, there's some pretty big plot twists. Maybe I'll bump that the, uh, up the, battle, the, list. the battle between Rhodes and Michael Prince. Right. Right. Uh, I think Prince is more villainous than Bobby Axelrod at this point. Oh, cause he's done some fucking things that over the span of five seasons, Bobby Axelrod was never able to do.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. You're starting to sell me more on this Billions Without Bobby Axelrod.
1: I mean, I don't get me wrong, I miss Bobby, but it's still solid.
0: Hmm. I might have to prioritize that. All right. So you've checked out some of the dropout?
1: yes i've watched the first three or four okay and what do you think i like it i'm into it yeah it's, it's really good yeah i think how they're kind of portraying
0: that story is it's super well done mm-hmm. i think i just have the finale left the last episode but it's
1: i'm not that far yet but it is interesting because i listened to because this is based off of the podcast that they did right. called the dropout mm-hmm. and i listened to that whole podcast so Like, I was hearing all the interviews with the different people and like all the crazy shit that started taking place. But it's always like, it's one thing to hear it and then try to visualize it in your head, but then to have someone like act it out for you, like on the big screen. Yep. Yeah, it's been, and it's I, been real good. I
0: never listened to the podcast, but I did watch the HBO documentary on it. That was like an hour and a half long. And that was kind of my foray into it. So, the and pod, it's like,
1: if you're into podcasts, the podcast is really good.
0: Yeah. I've I've debated watching it, but I was like, okay, well, I've seen the HBO documentary and I'm watching this show. Is the podcast really going to give me any more information? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Well, a Maybe. little bit. Yeah, because I it guess. It was like
1: eight or 10 episodes at like 45 to an hour piece So it's definitely oh. more involved than the eight. It wasn't just like a one-off show, like there's right. multiple episodes. They really deep dive it then? Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was really good. Like I don't hey. really listen to a lot of like true crime-esque podcasts like i typically stick to my like tech podcast for the most part and then oh yeah rogan occasionally depending on who the guest is but like that podcast i watched the hbo documentary and then i heard that there was a podcast called the dropout where they actually like go in depth and like like interview like a bunch of people who were involved in this and that and i was like oh yeah and i very quickly listened to that entire podcast series
0: oh, Yeah, it's been on my list because like i listened to a shit and a true crime so And it's just always been on like a, I've I know the basis of the story, so it's like one day I'll listen to it, but it's kind of thing. But and I really like Amanda Seyfried; I think she's like killing it
1: as like that portrayal. You know, she's really good in that role. So, no, it's good. And I started watching Severance as well. Okay, started on that yet?
0: I have, I have, but have it. But I've I've been waiting for like a recommendation because it's like. It sounds really fucking cool, but it's like I've yet to hear anyone, like, kind of, like, say, like, yo, check this out. Is it really good?
1: I don't know. Oh. How many have you watched? All of them. I'm still... I'm waiting on the last two to come out. Oh,
0: shit. And you're still like, I don't know if this is good?
1: It's it's good, but it's different. It's not groundbreaking television that's like you know breaking the boundaries of where things go but it's an intriguing enough plot line yeah where you're like i want us like within a couple episodes you have like 20 fucking questions like what are you guys doing down here what is this all for blah 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 and then as it develops and you get to develop the characters because like you've read the premise right yeah yeah It's basically
0: you get like a chip to separate like your work and personal life.
1: Yeah. So basically Buddy goes to work and he puts all of his stuff in a drawer, picks up his stuff, gets in an elevator, and as the elevator descends down to the floor that he's working on, it goes through a scanner and it activates this chip and now it's work him. So there's like these little things that you don't really think about. For example, like, so they call them innies and outies. So the the work people who work in like their office, they're the innies. And they talk to, They refer to their Audis, but it's super disconnected, right? Because they don't know each other. They don't have memories of growing up or anything. It's like they're a new person. Oh, okay. So, like, four of them work in this fucking cubicle in this massive room, just in the center of the room. It's like a four-person fucking cubicle. And they'll be talking about, like, oh, I'm pretty sure my Audi does this, and I'm pretty sure my Audi is super rich and lives this lavish lifestyle, but they have no idea what they are like outside of work. Like not even the slightest idea. They don't remember their parents or what it was like growing up. Like all of that is severed.
0: Oh, I didn't know that they took it that far with the premise.
1: So when they're down there, the only people they know are the people that are immediately with them down there. And because it severs, when you go in and out of this elevator, these people essentially like mentally never leave and they never sleep. Right. Because as soon as they get in the elevator, it's the other person is like awake and alive. And as soon as they come back and down the elevator, then the work person is kind of awake at that point. Right. So every day these people, they don't wake up, but all of a sudden it's like, Oh, my eyes are open and I'm stepping off the elevator to work. And then they go in the elevator and two seconds later, they're stepping off the elevator again to go to work. Because they don't sleep and they don't get that time after work, right? right? So for them, it's just this constant loop of, oh, my day's over. They get into the elevator and two seconds later, they're back at work. So like time, Shit. there's no gap in the time. Okay. It's, it feels like you're constantly okay. living and working on this, this fucking floor.
0: I didn't know that they took it that far. This is making me want to check it out even more.
1: So it's like super intriguing. And then you have like the outies, like the people who aren't like when they're not in this basement level working. They don't know anything that goes on at work or anything like that. They just know that they have a house and a fucking paycheck. And it's kind of like a dystopian kind of future where you'll like periodically see these people who are like protesting against severance because it's a slight against God and it's bad and blah, 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 blah. So then like on the outside world, he's trying to reconcile like, did I do the right thing? Like I never have to think about work or do work. But at the same time, he's like, I don't know what's happening at work.
0: It's when I read the premise of the show, I was like, that is a really fascinating kind of idea to play with, right? Because it's, it's, it's an idea that holds arguments, I think on both sides where it's like, there's some, there's a really good conversation to have about that, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like such a cool premise of like, well, like as someone that has worked in high stress jobs, it's like, if I could just turn that off. So yeah. very.
1: Very early in, like within like the by the second or the third episode, they get a one person quits or leaves. They don't know if they quit or what happened. They just okay. know that one of their four desk mates is gone. So they get a new girl. Sure. And so this new girl in like the real world outside decided she was going to get this severance. So she didn't have to think about it and take this decent paying job. Right. So. Adam Scott the main character there he has to like orientate her and she like basically wakes up in a conference room and she has no idea where she is what's going on and they have to try to explain to her like hey this is you work for this company this is what happens and they explain it to her but like that's a lot coming in when you're like what the fuck like who are you why am I here what do you mean I can never leave because you can't you can't leave like you do physically leave but mentally you're there you are always there that is where you live 24 7. So she becomes unhappy. She doesn't want to be, she doesn't want her life to be in this, you know, cubicle in this massive room with white walls and white hallways. Like it's very, nothing's descript area they work in is like a maze. So they only work in their area and it's very like odd structure, kind of like that movie where the, the housewives of something or other, where they're all like robots. Oh, you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah. I Stepford Wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. it's like overly goofy and, and weird how like structured it is. It's like, oh, congratulations, you finished this piece of work. You've earned yourself a five-minute dance party. And they roll <laughs> okay. in like a, a vinyl deck. You pick a thing. The lights change. You dance for five minutes. And then they go. And that concludes our five minute dance experience. I hope you had a great time. And then everyone just goes back to work. Like it's very awkward and cringy and weird. It's, it's
0: like, imagine like pure dystopian, like mm-hmm. kind of capitalism where it's just like, okay, yeah, here, so, here's your mental health break. Now get back to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. So naturally this, well, not naturally, but this girl very quickly goes like, I don't want this to be my life. Cause this, that's, that's your life. That's what you have to keep thinking about. Right. You don't have a life other than living in this basement and working in this white walled cubicle room. So she's like, this isn't what I want. And she decides to quit. And they're like, Well, you don't get to decide to quit. Your Audi, you're the person outside of this place, who you are, they get to decide if you quit. So you have to like resign and they have to approve. Oh and, shit. She goes to quit and her Audi was just like, No. No. Like I'm I'm sorry. I hate to break this to you, but you're not a real person. You are a separate part of me. Your only purpose is to work, so that I don't have to think about work, and I can live a decent life.
0: Oh shit! So there's like this internal conflict. Yeah. So she's
1: like, I want out of here, but her like outside person was like, No, this is great. I don't ever have to think about work, deal with work. I don't need any of this shit. So she starts getting like extreme, and it like in order to explain my point about how fucked up this is, I'll have to give you a minor spoiler here. Sure. She decides that she's gonna rush the elevator. And she hangs herself in the elevator. So as the elevator's going up, that's when the transition happens. So her outside person all of a sudden kind of like snaps to and she's hanging by a fucking rope in the elevator, like losing oh, consciousness. Shit. Oh yeah. shit. But decides like so that like then you're dealing with like that kind of stuff, right? There's little things that happen where you see these people in the outside world where they have like bruises or cuts on their hand. And someone's like, Oh, like what happened to your hand? And he's like, I don't know. I, I guess I hit it with a stapler while I like my inner self was at work. But oh, they shit. don't know what's actually going on down there. Right. Okay. I, it's,
0: I'm actually really intrigued to check this out now. I think I just needed someone to like, I needed a dummy like test of someone to just be like, check this out or not.
1: <laughs> I, I did six episodes in one go on the bus ride home oh, from, okay. uh, from work there.
0: So kept you intrigued enough to
1: kind of bid you to bid to keep watching. Yeah. Cause it's, it's super bizarre. And then of course, like with all of it, you have all these questions like, well, what are they actually doing for this company? Cause like, I was
0: about to say, uh, there's some dark, like corporate America stuff you could do with that of like, they don't know what they're doing so we can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Right? And okay. it's all like
1: super weird stuff too. Like they, when they're orientating her, they tell her what to do, and they're like, oh, you're looking for number clusters to pack away and, like, remove it from the data. Like, their department is, like, macro data analyzer or something like that. Sure. But it's literally, like, a screen just full of numbers, and she's like, well, how do I know which ones? And they're like, oh, you'll know because it'll it'll invoke an emotion. She's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So there's,
0: like, some weird, like, mind.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. And eventually she, like, figures out how to do it because they tell her, like, You'll know, like, when you hit the right numbers that need to be removed from the data set because, like, oh. it'll strike fear into your heart. And she's, like, just scrolling through these numbers, and then all of a sudden she gets, like, super panicked and worried and fearful, and it's like, oh. oh, shit. So it's this cluster of numbers. It's it's super... It's really weird. And bonus, Christopher Walken.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't know it got this weird, and this is just making me want to watch it, so...
1: It's, it's bizarre. Like it's, it's something different. That is for sure. I, I, I like it so far. Like, but I can't tell if it's like, if it's just so weird and intriguing that I can't stop watching or if it's like this really groundbreaking. And you probably won't know that until like you figure out how they end it
0: and then like kind of get some stuff resolved. I would imagine. Yeah. I need to get
1: the final two episodes need to come out so I can kind of start piecing together what is happening And then there's your like typical story arcs of the internal conflict of, I don't want to be an innie or an outie. Did I make the right decision? How do I reverse this? And then there's all sorts of factors outplay of like a resistance that is trying to free people who are severed and all this other stuff. So it gets, it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. All right. I will,
0: I think that'll probably be next after Snowpiercer then. Cause that, I didn't know it was that weird. And it's they kind bizarre. of want those places. So that just makes me want to watch it more.
1: And it's got a phenomenal intro. All right. All
0: right? You sold me. I'll check it out.
1: I only decided to watch it because I saw that you had it. And I was like, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'll maybe i check this out. It's been on my list. And then we it on the next show. And then it turns out you just didn't fucking bother to watch it.
0: We should do a better job coordinating probably. Yeah, you, you, you should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is Morbius as bad as everyone's saying it is? Yeah,
1: it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I went and saw it yesterday.
0: I was curious if you we were going to see it in theaters because, like, I saw I saw some of the reactions to it, and I was like, I think this will be a VOD release for me. <laughs> and it it almost sounds like it's not even worth
1: watching. It's I well I had to watch it regardless because it's technically pseudo part of that Marvel universe. Yeah, the
0: weird Sony yep. is doing their own thing, but it's still in there. Yeah. They haven't decided what it is.
1: And honestly, when the when the first trailer dropped years ago, I was like, "Okay, this looks kind of cool." Having watched it though, it is not that great of a movie. It is not super exciting. Uh visually they somehow do really well with their like CGI and stuff at some points and then do really poorly with it at other points where it's like oh, did you weird. guys switch fucking vfx companies halfway through this film i'm not following how this happens weird the plot wasn't anything to write home about it's your typical like this is how i got my superhero powers and right off the hop it starts off with like morbius in a in spain or italy or something in like a special school because he has this rare blood thing where he has to get, like, blood transfusion three times a day. Otherwise, he'll die. And he meets another kid who just comes in there because he's got the same disease. And they kind of strike up a friendship. Sure. And that's all in the first 30 seconds. So, immediately, you know, okay, Morbius is going to find his cure, become this vampire. His friend is going to somehow get a hold of it. And that's going to be the fucking movie's villain. Like, within 30 seconds, you knew exactly how this is going to play out. Right. Which was kind of like, eh. And yeah, it was just all around not... Not that good. It was not that good. Not that good at all. It They need to let Marvel have more of a hand when they do this stuff. Because you look at the new Spider-Mans with Tom Holland. And mm-hmm. granted, they are Sony. But they definitely take a lot of input from Disney's Marvel. And those movies are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the other offshoots, i.e. Morbius and Venom, and it's like... All right, Venom wasn't terrible, but it could have been. It could have been way better than what it was. And totally. The second Venom was terrible. Was so disappointed with the second Venom. Yeah, it was terrible. So it's like you guys need to strike up a better deal with Marvel and let them help you, not yep. make shit fucking movies. Yep. Do what you do with Spider
0: Man and basically go like, help us out.
1: Like even from yeah. a financial perspective, how are they not looking at it and going, okay? Like, Morbius is... A, like, The Last Venom was a fucking pretty hard box office dud. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. But Spider-Man was, like, one of the world's highest grossing films of all time. What are we moving here? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It seems pretty common sense to me. Yeah. And then I don't know if it's still applicable. Because this movie was supposed to come out a while ago. That's right, yeah. But, like, the one final scene is... Um, Michael Keaton's character from the second last Spider-Man.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah.
1: And he all of a sudden, like electricity fills the room and all of a sudden, poof, he's in a a jail cell that was empty. And then they're just like, oh, this one person just randomly appeared in this jail cell. We have no record of him being arrested. So it looks like he's likely going to get released. Wait, what? Yeah, so I'm thinking it has something to do with the multiverse. Oh, and sure. when that all happened, he got moved from his sure. multiverse into this other one where he wasn't a convicted felon in jail. Right, but the so multiverse gonna, came out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, is this their... I think this is their link to the multiverse. And this I'll was supposed to
0: come out before that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then it's also super weird because if you watch, like, the end scene of Venom... From the last one. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. They're in like a beach resort or whatever. Then all of a sudden, electricity and all this shit happens, and they end up in the same universe as Spider-Man. That's right. But then they take Michael Keaton's character and move him from that universe into the Morbius one. Uh, um, weird. So now you have Venom with and the at the beginning of Morbius, they make a comment like when the first shit starts going down, vampire related. The FBI agents are kind of like, oh, we haven't seen anything this bizarre since the shit that went down in San Francisco. Uh, So Venom and Morbius are in the same universe. Right. And then by the end of this, Venom is now in the Spider-Man universe. Right. And Michael Keaton's character moves from the Spider-Man universe into the Morbius slash Venom universe where Venom oh, is weird. no longer apart. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it feels like the timing of when they finally decided to release this movie just kind of fucked up how things were going to go. Sure. We didn't really see Venom in the Spider-Man movie. No, he was like, it was like an end credits cameo or something, wasn't he? Yeah. And we didn't see Michael Keaton in that new Spider-Man. Right. And we definitely didn't see Morbius. But we know Venom isn't, so like maybe in one of the future Spider-Mans we'll actually see Venom and Spider-Man. But then they just pulled Michael Keaton out of that universe and Morbius is still back in the other universe. So you're not going to see Morbius and Spider-Man because they're in two different universes. And Michael Keaton's not going to come back to fight Spider-Man because he just got moved to the Morbius fucking universe. Like it's... Yeah.
0: It's just like, what are they doing with this?
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's exactly it. My only train of thought is they're like, oh, maybe if this does well, we'll take Michael Keaton and make him the fucking bad guy that Morbius has to fucking fight in the new one. But I don't... Considering, like, Morbius's powers and shit like that, you need him... You can't just put him up against a human that's got, you know, high-tech wings. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't really be much of a fucking fight, in my opinion,
0: but... No, and I always thought that they were, like like when the when venom came over to like in that cameo like i kind of thought it was like sony setting up like some sort of like sinister 6 thing of like okay this is how we get all the sony bad guys into the marvel side mm-hmm. so that tom holland can fight them in a movie or something mm-hmm. but it seems like they're doing the opposite of that
1: so i don't know <laughs> well yeah well that's just it cuz isn't that fucking Michael Keaton's character, part of that Sinister Six? Yeah. Well, they just moved him to a different universe. So yeah. I don't know how this is happening. Yeah,
0: I don't... I don't, I don't even
1: think Sony knows. <laughs> yeah, I. It's, it's definitely a little confusing. Weird. Because it all takes right. place in New York, like Morbius does. Right. Like when he reads the newspaper, he reads like the Daily Bugle and shit. But there's Bur- no actual talk of spider-man and any of the events that took place in new york there's no reference to the battle in new york of the avengers there's no reference to spider-man being unmasked there's no reference to mysterio like your only indication that it's the same universe is he's reading the daily bugle paper weird and i wonder if that's because like i
0: wonder if they just straight up don't know what they're going to do with it yet so they kept it as vague as possible maybe
1: i don't i don't don't know. know I don't know either because they didn't unless I'm sure there's some Easter eggs and stuff I missed out on, but they don't really reference any other Marvel characters. Uh, like the only one that I distinctly recall hearing was they made the comment about the shit in San Francisco, which was obviously a call out to Venom. Sure. But like, that's it. But again, Mm. Venom is in a different universe now. He's in the Spider-Man universe. So I don't fucking know. Unless did I miss something with Spider-Man No Way Home?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: I thought at the end it was kind of like a reboot where just everyone forgot, but he was still in his universe. Or did he end up moving to a different one?
0: Uh, I can't recall. And I think what's going to, I bet what makes this all make more sense is the new Doctor Strange. Because I think that's going to cement in kind of where everything is. Because it seems like the next Doctor Strange is how we're going to get the X-Men. Because in the trailer, like the latest trailer for Dr. Strange, do you know which X-Men is in it? <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know if I've, I've only seen one trailer for it. There's a second one. Yeah. There's a second one.
0: Who's and, in the second one? Um, oh, the bald guy, uh, Patrick Stewart. So he's like got professor the- X Patrick Stewart. Yep. His voice is in it. So it seems like that's how they're going to introduce all of that shit. So I wonder if that movie maybe tie like, answers all the questions, maybe? I
1: Uh, don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, nonetheless, don't go see Morbius in theaters. I wasn't planning on it. It just so happens that I was like, oh, I'll get this one tackled because I want to watch Uncharted. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't in the mood for Uncharted. So I was like, okay, well, the wife's out of town. I got an afternoon to kill. I'll just go see Morbius. I got my free ticket for the month, so fuck it. I won't even pay for it. Right. Yeah, it was terrible. It was not that good. I found myself like, okay. Wrap this up like I'm I'm ready to walk out of the theater now I'm kind of over this I'm not feeling it and fair enough yeah fair enough
0: yeah those will definitely be VODs for me
2: yeah
0: so I checked out a few other movies so The Contractor just came out and it was Amazon Prime it's uh Chris Pines and uh oh the what's the other guy's name And Ben Foster. And it's got Keefer Sutherland. Hmm. And essentially it's like Chris Pines is uh, like an army dude and he gets injured and he's like trying to get back into like active duty to like get a paycheck, but like his knee is kind of fucked up and he's like trying, like he can still do shit, but he's like kind of, you know, not at the top of his game like he once was. And he ends up kind of getting kicked out of the army and he's like, okay, shit, I got like a bunch of debt. I can't, I can't pay for anything. Yeah. And his kind of longtime friend Ben Foster is like kind of doing some private military stuff, you know, for the government. And so he kind of gets wrapped up in that. And then it's kind of a story of like they go out on a job and some shit goes wrong kind of thing, you know, without spoiling, I guess, any of the details, but that's kind of the kind of premise and it's really I had a really good, really good time with it. It was yeah. like I like Chris Pine. I like Ben Foster. You know they're both super solid and if you're looking kind of for like an action type movie it's pretty good.
1: Huh. So. Alright then. So yeah, it's, well, I do like Chris Pine. I do. I love Ben Foster so.
0: Yeah me too. So yeah if you're ever kind of in the mood for like an action Kind of shoot 'em up kind of movie. I would say this be at the top of the list for recent, I guess, releases. Right?
1: Okay. 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 And I'll then, add that to the list. I'll check
0: that out. And then I watched Moonfall. So do you know anything about this? Did you I see any s- of the trailers?
1: About, I didn't see any of the trailers, but I just quickly looked. Something about knocking the moon off its orbit or some shit.
0: Yeah. So it's it's made by Roland Emmerich, which is like the king of disaster porn. Where it's like, all right, here's a movie about a tsunami kind of destroying the world. Okay. And so, the premise, oh god, this movie goes to some fucking real dumb places. It's a real good dumb movie, I will say that. Where it's like, none of this shit makes any sense and it's just dumb as fuck. But if you're looking for like a really mindless, like this is like a terrible movie, but I'm having a really good time with this because it's that kind of dumb you know what i mean <laughs> okay um essentially yeah like the movie is about like the moon is not actually the moon and some shit happens and it gets moved off orbit and starts fucking the planet up and then like i don't want to spoil where they go with it because it's such the, like it's such a dumb thing that you're just like of course of course, that's where they went with it, um, but yeah, it's it's just dumb. <laughs> and if you're into that like kind of thing, then it's you kind of got to go in with that mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, did you ever watch like Dwayne, like The Rock skyscraper movie? No, I have. <laughs> well, it's it's like one of those where it's like this is objectively bad and dumb but like I'm going to suspend my belief of everything so that the rock can climb this tower with duct tape on his hands. (laughs) And I'm just going to have a good time with this action movie. It's, it's in that vein of like, you kind of have to, and this I'm probably different because I know I like these movies more than you do, but if you can suspend, if you can suspend your, I guess, disbelief and just watch this dumb action, then it's one of those. But,
1: all right then, I'll uh, I'll add it to the list and potentially check it out. I can't promise that I'll uh, watch it or even make it through the whole thing, but
0: no, that's fair enough. Like it's it's one of those things that's just dumb as fuck. Um, and then another one that's kind of dumb, but like in a good way, is Happy Death Day. Have you ever seen this?
1: What? Oh, excuse me. That's the one where she gets murdered and she keeps like waking up and reliving her murder. Yep. Yeah, I've seen the first one i didn't yeah, i didn't see the happy death day to you
0: okay so the the first one is what i watched and it's it's a bloom horror movie that's it's kind of like that freaky movie where it's like this is kind of like a dumb campy horror movie know what okay. i mean so it's like if you're in the mood for one of those it's like a very well done like here's a dumb campy horror movie from bloom kind of like freaky where it's like this is funny you know here, here's your horror
1: and your gore so, okay. Well, I did enjoy the first one. I just yeah. never really, I honestly completely forgot about the that there was a sequel. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And soon to be a third one. Oh, they already doing a third. Yeah, Happy Death Day to us. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm totally gonna watch the sequel and the third one. Like it's, I love that campy horror, and I think you enjoy it too. So.
1: Yeah, it's, I did enjoy that trilogy that Netflix
0: put out. Yeah. So it's like, if you're into those, just check it out. It's like, Blumhouse doing its thing. <laughs> then I checked out
1: you Dr. Sleep. You just watched Dr. Sleep? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. So I'm assuming you've seen it? Uh, yeah, because it came out a long time ago. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm very curious to see the aftermath of The Shining. So Okay. So do you remember liking it? Like what was your kind of feelings on it? Uh, I was mixed. It got a little too fucking hokey pokey with the witch shit and the soul yeah. sucking nonsensical yeah. and every time those like witches kept showing up, all I could think of was like American Horror Story. Oh sure, sure. And like the Covenant uh, stuff. Yeah. I all I could think of her and uh the chick from Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the one chick kept reminding me of. Yeah. So I don't know. It wasn't bad, but like When I think about The Shining and I'm like, oh, well, this is like him all grown up. And I was like, this is not quite how I expected all of this to go. Yeah, I would say say I hated it, but I definitely expected something different than what I got. Yeah. And
0: I think that would be my feelings coming out of it is like, I was like, okay, I'm curious. How do you do a sequel to The Shining? Right. And it's like, oh, okay. You do it about his son when he's grown up and... How it kind of fucked his life up and shit like that and then mm. the direction they went with it I was like okay that's not a direction I would have ever
1: gone but alright like, sure to be fair I never read the books for The Shining or Doctor Sleep so like I don't even know how far off or close sure. any. I've heard that The Shining the movie is not really like the book for the most part at all but yeah, I haven't read it so I can't really comment Yeah, I haven't either. But, yeah.
0: Like, I would say my feelings were probably the same as you. Like, it it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't what I was expecting.
1: But That's something I'd like to see them remake. The Shining? Yeah. With what we can do now, like, as far as, like, effects and everything of the nature and, like, the high-quality actors and, like, the cinematography that exists now and whatnot, I'd love to see them remake The Shining as a miniseries. Yeah. So I, I would actually be on too board with to touch it because for some reason Hollywood has a hard on for Stanley fucking Kubrick and he's a fucking genius. I'm
0: like I I don't care. He makes some all right movies, <laughs> but like he's not this revered person. Not, not in know. my eyes. But no. Speaking of limited series, Stephen King. Do you ever think he would want an It prequel from HBO? The so what it again? So, did you ever think we were going to get a prequel to It? No. Well, we're getting one. (laughs) Yeah. On HBO Max, which... Uh,
1: Is this... Is there even a it prequel that Stephen King has done that they're going to base this upon? Or they're like, we're just going to take the idea and make up our own shit again?
0: I'm Uh, pretty sure that's what they're doing. uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Which, like... I'm, there's a version where this is a really cool show, but this also isn't the HBO limited show of Stephen King stuff that I want. I want more outsiders <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right?
1: So, Yeah, I definitely want more outsiders. I mean, that's not going to happen, but that'd be super nice.
0: Yeah. And then another video game is getting turned into a TV show.
1: I never played the plague
0: i didn't either but i heard it was like a really good kind of like cinematic like story game so it seems to make sense that this is do you think And like i know we've talked about this before but like is the video game adaption not going to be movies and it's just going to be tv that seems like where it's going
1: i think you have to though yeah I think you're right. I mean, there's very few games I can think of that you could very easily and neatly wrap up in 90 minutes in a movie. Cause like yep. games get developed for years and these storylines are like, they're very detailed written, like especially when you're playing the type of game where you like, you'd never want to take like call of duty, modern warfare and turn that into a fucking movie. I mean, I'm sure there'd be some gun loving war loving fucking shoot 'em up type people that would love that. Generally speaking, if you're going to take a game and you're going to adopt it into a movie or TV show, like in that kind of platform, yep. you're going to take something that has more story to it. You're going to be looking at like The Last of Us and, you know, like we've seen in the past, Silent Hill, Doom, well, Doom was, I don't know. I don't know if Doom should have happened at all. That's not really a story driven one. No. Like, I'd love to see Silent Hill. I think that as a miniseries would translate well. Oh, you yeah. would. There's so much story going on. You would need that to. Yep. Same with the Resident Evils. I think there's so much story in the original Resident Evil games, like one and two. Yep. You can't just put that in a nine. You could, they've done it, but it obviously doesn't land very well. Like it no. needs to be a series. And then like some other ones, like I would love, love to see Bioshock written for the screen. Yep, that would be amazing. But you cannot do Bioshock as a ninety-minute movie. No, it would have to be a mini series.
0: And I think that's. I think everyone is slowly realizing that. Hey, you can't cram a forty-hour fucking game into ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, but eight hours of TV. Yeah, yeah you can probably condense that. Yeah, you it's know? doable. So it's I. And I, the thing is, is I hope, I mean, the last of us seems like it's going to be good. I mean, we haven't seen anything, but God, I hope so. It's like, it's got all the right people. So it's like, I hope we start to get good video game TV shows because then we'll get more. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and I will realize like, Hey,
1: the longer format is probably where you need to do it. So. I'd be really interested to see even some like out there stuff, like, if Nintendo would sign off on it, like the Ocarina of Time as a series... Sure, yeah. Yep. You can do that shit now. Yep. It would have been yeah. really hard 10 years ago to translate that into anything... Yeah. ...with what you would need, like, as far as VFX goes. You could totally do that now.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo won't, because Nintendo is the weirdest fucking company for that. I know. <laughs> they would... The announcement would be like, hey, we're bringing Zelda to the live action, and it would be like some cw show like they would do the exact opposite like what they did with the mario movie where everyone was like no (laughs) we don't want any of this (laughs) yeah that would be pretty awful (laughs) you know because nintendo's weird like that but but yeah like there's so much cool shit that like you can do nowadays like you know that i mean look at the budget the witcher gets right like it's you can mm. do those crazy like here are these crazy monsters in VFX, right? So it's Yeah. I'll be curious once some of these I just
1: really want to watch The Last of Us. So do I. I think that's gonna be a pretty big on a linchpin, if you will, as to where yep. people proceed from there. I think between The Last of Us and Fallout, however those T V series go, that's gonna be a pretty heavy indication of whether people are going to be willing to pull. Yep. But it's a plethora. Like we, we've known for years that Hollywood's out of fucking ideas.
0: Yeah. And if they can tap into this medium and do it well, it's like ideas for years. Mm hmm. So,
1: and then not, and then like the tie-ins too, right? Like from a video game perspective, like if you take a game like fallout and like their last fucking Fallout, fallout 76 is atrocious. Mm -hmm. They've lost so much money on it you option out the rights to a fallout fucking TV show. Well, you're going to make money off that as the creators of fallout, but then people watching the show are going to want to go play the fucking game.
0: Yep. Yep. You can bring audiences like engagement in your property, like further. Right. So, yeah,
1: but we'll see how it pans out. Just, I just want like, as far as stuff that we want, Unrelated, but pseudo related. Sure. Give me my new season of Westworld. <laughs> You've been waiting a long time for that. I, I'm still fucking waiting and I'm still very upset that they're doing these like two years. Like I th- it was two, maybe even three years between season three and this new season four. And it's killing me. Yeah. It's, and it's like, I get it. A pandemic
0: happened, but like, yeah uh it's long wait times in between seasons it's like i think i've been waiting on better call Saul for like close to two years or year and a half it's like yeah just <laughs> the wait times are terrible
1: yeah so yeah so it just so happens i also watched this bad neighbor shit
0: oh did you okay what'd you think
1: it was interesting. Yeah, it was. Some of the episodes I liked, some of them I didn't really yeah. care for. I, I had, That's like, a, a small little phase over the last, like, month where I got into this one and it was called Catching Killers. Okay. On Netflix. Sure. Also, like, a Netflix original where they go through, like, how they caught these killers who did stuff. hmm There's some pretty wild ones on there. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that one out, but
0: I... I think I just grabbed this, like I was in the mood to watch one and I, this was what was on the front page, I think. The only
1: one I like vividly remember was the old lady who ran the fucking house and was like taking their money and then killing them and then putting them in the backyard. And she just looked like the sweetest old little grandma, but she's actually a terrible person. Like that was the one that I remember standing out the most to me.
0: The one that I remember the most was actually like, I think it was the two parter and it was about like squat. Uh, no, it was like whoever was squatting, like the, the episode where they couldn't get people to leave the house because like there's weird squatters rights in countries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I found that super fascinating of like, okay, I am never renting out any part of my home after seeing that episode <laughs> at all. Cause that seems like a fucking nightmare. Um, where it's like, they legally can't, like you can't get them to leave and they're just like destroying your shit and fucking taking your stuff and it's like you legally can't do anything even though it's your house and it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's crazy that's super like, fucked up it was just like it was just fascinating that like it's that bad that like it yeah it's crazy yeah it was like that seems like there needs to be an overhaul to that system
1: <laughs> oh for sure
0: but yeah it was
1: just, yeah it was an interesting show that's, yeah. I didn't mind it Yeah, it was just kind of like something I threw on in the background that one that, and the Catching Killers one
0: that was basically what I did I was like alright I'm just doing some stuff around the house I'm just going to throw this on while I do some shit and mm-hmm. pass the time kind of as you do with those documentaries usually so yeah but, yeah
1: well that's I think that's really it that's all I got yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta finish Severance, and I gotta finish the Dropout, and I'm probably yeah. gonna check out that Chris Pine one now.
0: Yeah, that movie's solid. I'm definitely excited to like. Once you kind of said like Snoop User, like all the biggest shit happens in the next couple episodes. Like, I might polish that off tonight.
1: Yeah, like and the last three episodes are all the biggest fucking plot twists. Yeah, and it's like I, yeah,
0: I have four episodes left. I might just kill that tonight and. You've talked me into really, really wanting to check out Severance because of how weird it gets, and that seems right up my alley. So,
1: and don't drop Billions too far down your list. I think once you get in, they like, hit the second or third episodes, you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, this is right. very akin to the Billions that I used to enjoy." Okay, I Even think I just there's no Bobby Axelrod.
0: I think I might just need like a few episodes to get my mindset like wow, th- and cemented it in.
1: That Michael Prince man, he makes some power moves moves where you're like no you didn't
0: and i think once i like start to get into like okay here's the new bad guy doing bad shit. like i think Mm -hmm. once i start to see that i'll probably like oh okay hi yeah give me the next episode kind of thing so i think i just need to like commit myself
1: he has that like michael prince image that he portrayed in all the past seasons that he's the good guy billionaire and stuff and then in these last couple of episodes they finally start diving into his psyche. He starts actually like sitting down and talking to, uh, oh, what's uh, her name? Like the psychologist who works there. Sure, sure. And then you start to see like the real
0: Michael uh, fucking shit. Prince okay. come out. Where he's like, this is the side no one knows about. Yeah. And you're uh, like, okay.
1: oh, you're, you're like, not that guy deep down inside. You're actually a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so
0: he's like hiding his piece of shit side, whereas Bobby Axelrod just like, straight up showed it and
1: open about it yeah
0: <laughs> yeah where he was just like i don't care i'm here to make money yeah so okay
1: all right all right well i guess on that note yeah. catch you on okay. the next one later